0: Everybody. Welcome to the Royals FC show. I am Vircho, and with me I've got Ryan and Megan. Cindy is not with us, unfortunately. Uh, send her hate mail on Twitter.
1: Yeah. It's like it's like, it's like it's like semi-permanent, unofficial hiatus for her. <laughs> yeah. I don't Girl, know what's going you know, on there. We, love Cindy. we get busy.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, lots, lots, lots to talk about today. Uh, the season's over. Uh, we will try not to cry during this episode. No too promises.
2: Late. It's too late. No promises. Yeah.
0: Can't yeah. promise anything. It's <sighs> going to be a tough go. Um, but, so we do have some big news, some really big news, actually. So we finally have a Facebook page been needing to do that since launch the show and just hadn't gotten around to it, so yeah, uh, go like us on Facebook, Utah Royals, that's your show
2: I don't even think I like us on Facebook yet, I'm gonna go do
0: that do it, it. do it Megan (laughs) I kind of forgot to, sorry you darn millennials (laughs) I don't hardly use Facebook you don't know how to use Facebook no, I don't hardly use it oh, okay, I was gonna I liked it I was going to say, I know grandmas who can teach you how to use Facebook.
2: <laughs> the old people's <laughs>
0: social media.
1: The biting commentary starts early tonight.
2: <laughs> no, I liked it. We're good. Everybody yeah. else should definitely go do that. Got yeah. some quality content up there already.
0: Biting commentary, though, is Luis Suarez around? Ooh, Ooh. Hot takes. Hot. Yes, hot takes. So yeah, we have a Facebook, and we might have an Instagram up, as well.
1: Mm. Yes, we have that to- would be too? that would be that would be fun because we could totally, um, you know, like when we're at games or at events and stuff, we can take pictures and upload them. That
0: might be fun. Oh, Definitely for sure. we could do that. For sure, I'm not and great. Plus we've got of
2: great photos from Lucas and Cindy that we can put up there too. True.
0: That is true. That is true. Yeah, I am not good at the gram game, as apparently what these kids call these days. I don't I, know why I'm sounding like such an old person. I'm only 22.
2: Yeah, I, I, can, leave, I can help you with the Instagram. Leave the good. old person stuff uh, to me,
0: jeez. I know. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's really into Instagram and kind of photography, and so she offered to run it. And ah, so it's like. Hey, uh, that's one less thing for me to do while I'm already like extending myself beyond ridiculous means with Twitter and all these other things. So might right. do that, unless you don't want to run it. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about I, it. Yeah,
1: after. I I mean I, I'm not like a genius at it or anything, but I'm pretty familiar with it. So I can always I mean we'll probably put you know, like our other accounts we'll have multiple people who can jump in and do stuff.
0: For sure. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, so that's exciting. Um, more stuff on that. Um, but anyway, so it's the off season now. Oh man. Gonna tear up Ooh, y'all. And it's Gonna so long up. too. Know, like It's so, so long.
1: Downside of a short season for these ladies is that they are, I mean, this is why, I mean, financial reasons aside, like imagine being a professional athlete and going, I mean, what October, November, December—like five months without playing. Like that's why they go play in Australia, or you know, take a loan over in Europe, or, or to come up with something just to stay fit and active because they can't just sit for five months and then like show back up in Utah in February and we're ready to play. So yeah, yeah exactly. what sure. is
2: oh, that is one nice thing about MLS is their preseasons or postseasons like a blink of the eye, but. Oh, that's gonna be a long off season,
0: oh yes, oh yes, um, but some folks are doing cool stuff, like I know uh, this is related to a question that we had, and we'll answer it more specifically later, but like I don't know, Desiree Scott is really pumped about running a kid's soccer camp uh where she's from in Winnipeg um, and I know like some other players have some other stuff going on um it brings us to so a I don't want to say like a massively substantial amount of our roster is going to go play in Australia, but a decent amount. Uh, I don't know all the details yet. Uh, I know some, not all of them, but I would not be surprised to see four to six, maybe seven of our players play in the Australian W League. Which is exciting because it's actually super accessible to us over here. We can watch it. Every game is on ESPN Plus, so if you happen to be subscribed to that, you can watch every game of the W League. So you can see our roster, our girls in action across uh, the pond.
1: Yeah, um, and that like I like I wouldn't be surprised if Gory being uh, you know Australian would go play. Um, uh, I know both uh, LaPonta and Stengel uh, really enjoy playing over there. Uh, Katie misses her tan, as as I know. Um, (laughs) Since we're just speaking about Instagram, like if you follow Katie Stengel's Instagram, her um, her tanning on the beaches of Australia posts are pretty legendary as she hunts down like that's what her non-soccer time is spent doing is like, where can I get the maximum sun exposure to get the golden glow going
0: on? And being hilarious. She's also hilarious.
1: Yeah. She's pretty good at that.
2: Yeah. Yep. I, and I, I mean, Virgil is just a pawn to them now.
1: So. Yeah. That's right. You, uh, They own you, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, it, it, it was great. Highlight of my life. <laughs> highlight of my life, honestly, but no, Katie
2: singles
0: was really. That was funny.
1: pretty funny. Yeah. That's, that's pretty epic. And, and since we're just, you know, already talking about the the amazingness of women's soccer players, like, I I don't know if this is still just like a side effect of the difference in exposure and attention that the women's soccer players get. That like, you know, they're not dealing with twenty to forty thousand. People in in the crowds, and they're not dealing with the you know the the hype and everything that men's players get. And so, the men's players, like it's pretty rare, if even like ever, that you see a, a male soccer player uh, interacting to the degree that we get from these ladies. And it's I, I hope it's something that over time, as the sport grows, it doesn't go away because it's such a cool part of what makes following women's soccer so special, but Mm -hmm. like, it's pretty awesome that they will, they'll take the time to, Hey, you're a cool fan. Like, let's get you in on pulling jokes on our teammates to, you know, like they do that stuff with each other pretty naturally, but to, to, to include us in that as well is pretty awesome.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. It was cool. It was cool for sure. Um, so going back to what you were saying, saying, Gosh, words are hard. Y'all words are hard. Um, so I am pretty confident that because we talked about it, let's say it. I'm pretty confident that Stangle, Labonta and Gory are all going to Australia.
2: That doesn't you know, surprise me knowing just how their histories with off seasons and things like that.
1: Yeah. Um, they know, I mean, Labonta and Stangle played over their last year. Um, thought we had one other player that went or maybe i'm thinking of one of the players that got traded
0: um alex arlett played over there recently so did erica Timrak.
1: yeah um it's i mean i know i know new zealand kind of has their own (laughs) own soccer thing but i mean you know bowen's always a possibility to go that's not like terribly far away from home for her so Mm -hmm. but yeah they just have to each have to find that balance of you know where do we where do we get our work in where do we get our time playing and uh, just see what they feel like doing? Uh, but hopefully we'll get some announcements soon because um, I can't remember when their season starts up. But It uh,
0: starts uh, last, last week of October.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's coming up. And I mean, for anybody who's not involved in the CONCACAF World Cup qualifying, um, you know, You definitely would want to, I would assume, at least anyway, you'd want to get down there and get integrated with the team uh, so that you can start playing.
0: Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Keep them in form. A way to still, I guess, fulfill our fandom, especially uh, when the, you know, because the MLS season is kind of coming to its conclusion as well. And obviously RSL will, will, will probably be in the playoffs. I'd be surprised if they didn't. But,
2: Don't jinx
0: us, beard Joe. Don't jinx us. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Um, but like, I know some some people over here just aren't interested in like getting into the EPL or the Bundesliga or whatever. So that's a that's like a way for folks to um, fill those those soccer jitters that they might have. That I know I definitely have, even if I'm totally into the EPL. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's
1: fine. And and this makes me think of something that, you know, I, I made a comment when the, um, when the FIFA, like, like three finalists for, for best women's soccer player of 2018 came out. Um, and we were all disappointed that Sam Kerr wasn't on that list for the second year in a row, which he's undoubtedly one of the, one of the best soccer players on the planet right now. Um, the list of players, you know, there was there was a, a player I know of because she's a German national, and there was Marta, who just apparently because she's Marta, like it doesn't matter how well she actually does or doesn't play, she just gets on that list because she's won it before or something. I don't know. I thought that was dumb. And then um, there was a player uh, Ada Ada Hegerberg who's a Norwegian player. And I I had never heard her name before. And I said as much on Twitter, and I, I kind of got some backlash for that because people are saying, how do you not know one of the best strikers in the world? And I'm like, well, okay, she's Norwegian for one. Like, I didn't know. I don't know their national team. When do we ever get to watch them? She plays for Lyon in France. Again, we don't see a whole lot of French women's soccer. I mean, as I replied to one person, we have a hard enough time watching American women's soccer in this country. Like, we don't have massive TV markets here, and we don't have, like, the national team gets on TV, but we've seen the issues with NWSL TV alone. So, you know, I, I, but that highlighted to me, like, kind of what I was saying was I watch. I, I'm I'm more in tune with with women's soccer in general than, you know, the average person in America, but there's still a whole world of, you know, European soccer that I don't even see and it would be nice to see if there are ways maybe to follow those leagues a little bit more too and see if you know, we can learn more about these players. Um because France is playing right now, Germany, all the European leagues, just like the men's ones, they're all playing right now. So that's stuff that can occupy us in the offseason, too, if there's a way to watch any of that.
0: Yeah, which my understanding is that it's super lacking. I mean, even yeah. finding you know World Cup qualifier games was, it was something that I literally could not do, even with, um, you know, the ways. <laughs> Right. Um yeah. Um so we'll see though, so we should get some folks over there and that will be nice. Uh but the off season is here. It's sad. Uh preseason should start sooner rather than later. Um but is it is it cool if we transition to like the stat segment of the show?
2: Yeah. For sure, but I'm really bad at stats, so I don't know how much help I'll be.
0: Oh, no, it's cool. I just wrote some stuff down.
2: Alrighty, go for it. Doing some
0: research pre-show. So, looking at sort of the final tallies of the season. So, Royals finish in fifth, just outside of playoff spot. Nine wins, seven losses, eight draws. By barely missing the playoffs it really makes you go back and look at each individual moment that could have gotten you in because, you know, in, in the NWSL playoffs are two games. That's two games to win a championship. You know, you could be the fourth seed and you could be one, Um, you know, it's, it's a free for all out there. And so it really takes me back to moments like Orlando with uh, the, the hand baseball, you know, like if that if that didn't happen and they could have kept a clean clean sheet and the momentum of that game didn't change so much so so much gosh Mm -hmm. um you know we could be in the playoffs who knows you never know but it's just really intriguing to think about
1: yeah i mean but like because that's two more points right there um and then, yeah, other just other times where you know games games against Sky Blue that it was it was like oh how did we not get a win there um, you know yeah there were there were the moments that were there um, I, I you know another good point to make is that um, you know the Royals struggled against Portland and Seattle who finished second and third you know you you beat either one or both of those teams even just once uh, versus the results that they got and which like, didn't we lose all three games to Portland and or no, we tied them here. I've seen. Yeah. Like same thing with Seattle. It was like a win and two or two or a draw and two losses. Yeah. You know, but you you take two more points away from, or even one point. I mean, you know, that, that those are the areas where the team can look to next year and, Figuring out a way to be more competitive against every team, um, you know that'll that'll make the difference in improving the, the team's standing
0: next year. Yeah, um, but what it really comes down to, and to be honest, our front three are so much better than these statistics that I'm about to read off. And it's really kind of, you know, I don't want to say we're like infuriating, but it's disappointing. To think that you have Kristen Press and Amy Rodriguez up top and just the lack of offensive execution. Uh, Utah Royals FC were last in the league in shots taken. Wow. They were eighth in the league in terms of shots on goal. North Carolina, who was first in the league, had 176 shots on goal. Royals only had ninety six. Yeah, and yeah. it gets worse. It gets worse. Huh. So the Royals did not have a single player in the top ten in terms of goals scored. Katie Stengel yeah, was Katie Stengel 13th. was like
2: fourteenth or something, wasn't she? Yeah,
0: somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, in terms <laughs> of overall production, seventh in the league in terms of goals scored with twenty two. That's one more goal than Sky Blue, a team who won one game. One more goal scored than Sky Blue.
1: Yeah, and I I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at the at the table that has that in there right now, and you know, the the Houston and Orlando who finished below the Royals had 35 and 30 goals respectively. So, you know, I mean as was the common theme all season it speaks so much about how great the defense was for the royals that they got outscored by uh, by two teams below them in the table but those teams got scored on even worse than the royals did um and, you know the royals had what like third, third lowest goals against in the season so i mean that's what saved them from a few more a few more losses for sure yeah
2: I was just going to ask do you, like my parents brought this up the other day. They were saying, "How different do you guys think this season would have been had we had Kelly O'Hara help healthy throughout the summer months?"
1: Oh, huge! That's that's so huge. I mean, we were starting to see the benefits of moving her to be a forward. Um, you know, it, it, as I mean, that was that was when LB started becoming more of a consistent. Uh, starting lineup player and and Kelly was really starting to own that left forward spot. And, you know, if you, if you project that into how much time she and press and, and Rodriguez could have had as the, as the top three, uh, you know, that's just, there's so much talent there that, I mean, you can't guarantee anything, but you have to think that would have changed the you know the the shooting opportunities the the goal scored um as i often do you know you can draw a parallel to how real salt lake has been playing recently you know as as the better players on the field have been given the opportunity to put themselves in those positions and then use their skills to make uh, the opportunities happen you know, now they're taking the shots that they didn't take two or three months ago, and they're scoring the goals that weren't coming, even though you felt like they should be. And I think the Royals could have been in the same situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Injuries always hurt a team.
0: You know, um, I am this. Maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it's not. But I am not convinced that Kelly O'Hara should be a forward. I'm not sure that her, her best spot is up top. And I have two reasons for that. One, she's the best outside back in the league, a period. If you look at the way that the national team, roster wise, reacted to her being injured, it was a toss up. You had no one really to play there. When you had conversations with national team circles, it was uh, you know, oh of course it's gonna be Kelly's spot when she goes when when she gets back, but who is it now? And it was consistently a spot that was kind of skeptical. So, one, she's the best fullback in the league. And two, if you think of it this way, so next year being a World Cup year, uh, press is a shoe in for the World Cup team, barring injury. And same scenario for uh, Kelly O'Hara. And I think Amy Rodriguez also has a very good shot at making it. Now, while I think we have a great... Offensive depth in terms of the front three, that's your front three players that you take out for the World Cup. That's going to be six, anywhere between six to eight games where you're going to be forced to deal with a completely different front three. I think you want to start the season with at least someone, one player who you know is going to be starting during that time span when they're all gone for the World Cup just for chemistry's sake.
1: That's true and then don't forget that uh, both starting center backs are going to be in France as well. Yeah. for the Royals. So yeah. cuz I mean it would be it'd be pretty shocking if if Sauerbrun doesn't get one last World Cup in and and we know Corsi and Scotland are going.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh so yeah, that's going to that's going to hit pretty hard. Um Of course, I mean you know the one. The one nice thing is you can usually say a that all the teams get affected by that one way or another. You know, all the Australians will be gone.
0: North Carolina won't have a roster.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Goodness, what was that? Somebody somebody had that tweet the other day. Oh, when the provisional roster for the World Cup qualifiers came out, and um, every American who starts for North Carolina is on that roster right now.
2: Oh man,
1: it was it's eight players. It's pretty killer.
2: Um, no wonder they're so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. You put you put the best players in the world on one team, they're going to they're going to do all right.
2: You, know, yeah. you look at Utah and you see how stacked we are and then you look at North Carolina and it looks like we have nobody.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's accurate. That's accurate. Um it'd be interesting to see what they do with the roster limitations. Uh, I don't think that they would go back to 20 like they did pre the breakers folding. Uh, And I also think that having the world cup is an additional reason to keep it stacked at 24. But honestly, who knows? We'll see what happens there. But I think either way, I would not be surprised uh, during that world cup phase to see some RSL women uh, get in there and get their shot. And I think that's what's, Another reason that's so great about having that organization on the side, I mean, granted, we don't know exactly what's going to happen there, but there's some familiarity, uh, and I think that's definitely beneficial going into that stretch.
1: For sure. And I think, you know, it'll be good to see again, you know, how much they and other local players, you know, from the college ranks get involved with with preseason, get invited into training and then kind of hang out on that practice squad roster to fill in for moments like that. Because regardless of what the roster size ends up being, uh, NWSL does have that built in now where you can call in players and they're getting paid now for their time filling in for, uh, injuries and international call ups um but you know you it's funny you say um you know that you'd hope that they keep the rosters the way they are, but i'm going do a little i'm going to do a little league bashing and say that these are the guys that we also thought were maybe going to try and play during a hurricane
2: tomorrow <laughs> That's true.
1: so and and' I've, and have made some other questionable decisions about where games were played so I make no promises as to what their roster rules might be because I don't think they even know, like have an idea right now what next year's roster rules are going to look like.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, real quick, this is totally a side tangent on the side tangent, but I'm going to forget. Otherwise, uh, keep your thoughts out with former practice player, EJ Proctor. And uh, her family—they're kind of right in the middle of all the stuff that's happening with uh, Hurricane Florence right now, and it's not great. So
1: that's true, yeah. definitely.
0: Uh, I meant to say that at the beginning. Um, going back though to the, these uh, offensive statistics, yeah, there's there's a couple more. Um, is so goals, obviously seventh in the league. Uh, assists aren't great either. Uh, we did not have a single player with more than two assists all season. Gunner Press and Lytle all had two assists. Other than that, everyone either had one assist or zero. Wow. In total, eighth in the league in terms of assists, capping at only 12
2: that's crazy. That I just never look at that number. I always just looked at goals,
1: yeah, uh, and so that's and so that's like half the goals were scored without an assist,
0: yeah, but here's the kicker. there isn't so in a team with I mean, sorry, in a league with nine teams, there is not a offensive stat that we are above seven at. Wow, so we are in the bottom three of the league in every offensive stat. That is not good. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and, and we talked about this a lot all throughout the season and, and questions we got from players. And I, I mean, I still think, and, and anybody's welcome to disagree with, you know, get on our social media and yell at me if I'm wrong about this. But, um, I think it was the midfield more than it was the forwards. Um, you know, the, the times that we all kind of watched, frustrated, that that the ball was hanging out in the defensive third of the field, um, nobody was taking the balls from the center backs and distributing and getting it forward. And, and teams were able to really easily kind of put some pressure on the midfielders, and their initial instinct was always to pass back instead of find a way to pass through and forward into the attack. Um, so – uh, you know, I I believe in the ability of the players that the Royals have, or even potentially could get to score goals. It's and and I don't know. I don't. I'm not trying to bash on our midfielders, like to say that they can't do it, but they just weren't, and and that's got to change for next
0: year. You know, I don't get it because our roster is very, 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 very good. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I almost wonder if it's such a defensive game plan that's making it hard for that to happen. And we'll 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 talk about more some more uh, a bit more about some of these defensive statistics. Should I should I dig into that now? Okay, sure. Go for it. Okay. Um. So now this one isn't like a defensive statistic, but it's an an interesting st- statistic. So. Gunny is one of only a few other players to play every minute of every game. And just a lot. Yeah. Despite
1: and that's despite how many times she got hit in the head.
0: Yeah. So the crazy part about that is that she was also first in the league in fouls one with sixty three.
1: Yeah, and and then I always want about like I always think about Fouls one is a statistic of how many fouls on the player actually got called by the referees. Like what is the real number of how many times she got fouled? Yeah. Not just what the ever popular pro referees decided (laughs) was a foul mid game.
0: Gunny is made of steel. Gunny is made of steel. So like I said, get this. Sixty three fouls, first in the league. The person or the player who had the second most fouls won. Lindsey Horan in Portland, 46. Wow. That is a huge difference. And she missed games. Yeah. 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 Um. So, going to passing accuracy. Uh, Becky had the highest passing accuracy in the league. With that doesn't surprise With 86%. <laughs> That's crazy high. Yeah. Wow. Corsi was just below her. Uh, in the fifth spot, with 83%, completing 83% of her passes. Um, although Rachel Corsi did have a few more passes than Sauerbrunn did, uh, Corsi actually led the league first place with the total amount of passes she actually made. Nice. Uh, uh, and then Gunny was in fourth in terms of the total amount of passes made.
1: That's nice. I mean, you know, when you look at the field, I mean, if your if your center backs are not completing the passes, never mind regardless of how many they actually attempt, you have a problem because you've just made a giveaway in a dangerous spot. So, like that's not that's exactly what you want. And, and, and highlights how solid they are defensively because once they get the ball, they're making smart decisions, getting it to teammates. Uh, you know, they're not the ones making any mistakes or, or causing possession to be turned over. Um, that's good to hear about gunny though like that kind of surprises me in a sense but then i forgot that she you know she started out the season kind of as the attacking midfielder and then shifted back closer to to desiree scott as the season went on so mm-hmm. if you're the connecting midfielder then yeah you're going to get a lot of touches and it's all about how you connect the passes from there so
0: yeah and good for her you know the top five stats don't end there for gunny either she was third in aerial duels one with 93 and she was also third in interceptions oh yeah so she killed
1: it that one doesn't surprise me she's got like a magnet on her foot i swear and she'll like you'll see a pass from the other team and then all of a sudden she's just there
0: yeah Uh. she works hard she works so hard for sure. Yeah. I love Gunny. Yeah. I love Johnny Viking toughness. Oh, for never sure. I've never seen her stop running,
2: that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Um, So, other stats. So, Becky was only fifth in the league in terms of shots blocked. That surprised me. She only blocked 18 of them. I thought it was really? more. Yeah.
2: Corzy was probably, like, first on that list.
0: No. No, she, she was She really not. not?
2: Felt like she stopped everything. Yeah, no.
0: She wasn't top five. I forget what she was, but... That's crazy. I feel like right every now.
2: single week every single game I was like, "Oh, Shocker, of course he stopped another goal line save."
0: Yeah, no, she had a lot of them. And uh to finish it off, Becca Moros is so underrated, y'all. Don't it sleep is on Becca Moros. 100% Morris. underrated. Second in the league with tackles won. Nice. Yeah
2: also yeah. Bowen, at the end of the season was really impressing me like she was one of those players that grew on me a lot throughout the season at the beginning I was like okay then towards the end of the season I was like the Katie Bowen fangirl every time I'd see
0: her play oh for sure
1: yeah for she sure. got really good I mean I I, I said all along I, you know they kept trying her at midfield trying her at forward doing weird stuff and I kept saying she's a defender put her on the like, I don't care where just have her play defense and once she became the right back She, she did so well. Um, Moros, I, I still, I've, I've kind of taken to a fondness of, of calling her my, my Chris Wingert of Mm -hmm. the Royals.
2: Definitely.
1: You know, she's just, she's solid. She's smart. She owns her mistakes, but she, you know, she knows where she needs to be and she can, she can close a player down. Um, so, yeah, I'm not shocked at all that she, she tackles well because she she has to be a smart player and, and make sure she wins those battles. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, there are other players waiting to step in. Um, you know, I don't mean this to sound mean or anything, but, I mean, she, she's one of the older veterans in women's soccer in general and, and in the league. So, you know, when you get old, you become the crafty, uh, be a smart player who outthinks your opponent more than you outrun them. And I love seeing her be, uh, you know, recognized, at least by us. Like you say, totally underrated, but, you know, just a solid, hardworking defender.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, so that's pretty much it in terms of. The stats that we've got, but it's really was such an interesting season, but such a good season at the same Definitely. time, you know. Some good stuff. Some good stuff. Um, shall we go to questions?
2: Questions.
0: Questions. Questions. Uh, I'm actually going to check Facebook first because people use Facebook. You can
2: see that I got that like in there.
1: <laughs> I had the pa- I actually had the page open when you, you did that, so I saw that like <laughs> in real time.
0: Oh man. Nice. Okay. Nice. Also, shout out to Raymond Kelly. I'm sure that that person's related to you, Ryan.
1: That, that's my
0: dad. Okay, cool. Your dad coming in with the with the reviews. You should have read us yeah. on iTunes too, and on yeah. Facebook.
1: Him and uh and Lucas got us a nice recommendation. Love it. Love it.
0: Um, sorry I' have so many notifications uh, where is it?
1: I've got that that post open. you want me to read them
0: yeah, just just read the questions,
1: yeah, okay, actually, let me refresh this page to see if anybody added any there were just the two and it looks like there's still just the two replies on there, but it's a new page. We'll get more um yep. as time goes on so uh. Good friend Marcus Garner, uh, he had four questions, uh, one of which is not really a question, but the the first three, um, is it preseason yet? Don't we wish? Um,
2: right. Uh, Kennedy? Can we can season in so, October?
1: Yeah, can't come soon enough for sure. Um, I'm sure there'll be a part of me somewhere that appreciates kind of a little, um, I don't think I, well, I've noticed as I've gotten into school lately that... Um, you know, like writing for the website and then doing the podcast and then going to the games and watching the games. I don't know where I ever found time for it all year. So I might enjoy the break eventually just in terms of the you know, like less frantic scrambling to get everything done. But um, no, I, I miss the team already. And it's like it's kind of sad to see them all escaping to their various off-season destinations, but um, it'll it'll be back before we realize it though it'll be february and the players will be reporting and we'll see who who Lara has shuffled around and we'll get back at it it'll be good to to have se- season two underway um
0: mm-hmm.
1: his second question was who's changing seats for next year uh not me i just confirmed with the team today i've got my same seats for RSL and the Royals for next season. Even if that unfortunately means sitting in the brunt of one in the afternoon heat, please lifetime and league change these times for us. They're getting Uh so
0: much heat for that. I think it'll happen.
1: (laughs) Heat. I see what you did there.
0: Oh, (laughs) see, I didn't mean to do that.
1: I know. Yeah. (laughs) uh, So yeah, I'm not moving out of section 35. Um, What about you, you, Virto?
0: Um. No, I'm gonna stay in the court. It's been a lot of fun. Made a lot of new friends this year. People I didn't know. So I'm gonna stay there. Um. But if you're on Twitter, like tweet a lifetime. Like change it. It's ridiculous. Like it is straight up unsafe. It's not just unhealthy. It's literally unsafe. Um, yeah. My
1: comment I made on on a tweet was I said you know. It, players get a water break which i mean yay they get a water break in the middle of the heat but that does nothing for all of us who are standing there or sitting there whatever we're doing watching them stop and drink water like we're dying out there and uh you know i i get you know like the the league is fortunate to have a national tv partner and don't get me wrong on that and um I understand like the realities of television and they are dealing with revenue streams and all that kind of stuff. And so whatever it is they normally show on Saturday night, is probably some romantic movie or something like that. That's getting viewership and advertising numbers. And like, I, I get it. But like, please, if not them, then like ESPN Plus, step in and get us some evening start times or – You know, something like we we can't be playing in the middle of the day at all.
2: We shouldn't be playing in a hundred degree heat every week. It's not safe for anybody. It's not safe for my
0: forehead. No, (laughs) even with sunscreen, y'all. No, and
1: like, and and I, I had, I said, I mentioned this on Twitter, like that game against Chicago, and I felt bad after the fact because they ended up winning and missed that last celebration, which I love. But I mean, my wife and I left at halftime of that game because she was so uncomfortable I could have toughed it out but you know like you can't sit there and and ask your your wife to be miserable for another hour
0: oh yeah you Uh, you
1: know well yeah okay (laughs) you can but you know like I I, I like her a lot so (laughs) I don't want to do that and (laughs) it's just like yeah I mean and, and I said you know I don't recall ever getting up and leaving a sporting event. Like I was I'm such a person who like that's how my dad raised me. You pay for that, you're there to support your team, you stay till they're done playing. And then you you know, that's when you get to go home. And I I mean I hated it. I absolutely hated it. But we couldn't we couldn't sit there anymore. And and, you know, somebody said, why didn't you just move over and sit in somebody else's you know, the empty seats on the on the shaded side of the and I yeah, we could have, but I mean I, I, I didn't pay for those seats. I'm I guess too honest of a person to, <laughs> to go to go seat stealing even to enjoy the, the game in comfort. but I guess the point is we shouldn't have to do that. like there's there's ways to to get around this. I mean, unless both teams are playing in the stadium on the same day, then we can't avoid it. but yeah. otherwise yeah, we should be playing games at night.
2: Mm -hmm. Agreed Definitely
1: Megan are your seats changing next year?
2: Not that I know of Still going to be section 22 Awesome Yep, I think this third season over there We used to be in 16 But now for Real and Royals We've got those over in 22
1: Nice Nice
2: We're luckily in the shade So I wasn't quite as miserable But even over there It was still ridiculously warm
1: Yeah For sure and that was it. Was frustrating too because like that morning there had been some clouds and it was cool. I mean, I was at work that morning and it felt great outside. And I was thinking, please stay like this, like by game time. And then that, yeah, that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, it was just really frustrating all the way around. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're sitting. Um, Cindy will be sitting in her traditional seat in you know wherever she lives. Um, <laughs>
2: In enemy territory.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, Marcus's last actual question is predictions on the playoffs. His thoughts: anyone but Portland, and I'll concur with that. They're just ooh, yeah. No, I can't. I can't do that. Although I really don't want Seattle. Like I want that game. Between Portland and Seattle, just like neither of them win. And then the final is between North Carolina and Chicago, but that, that can't happen. Um, no, my pick is I, I'd love to see Chicago win it. Um, the more I watch Sam Kerr, and the more I'm like, I'm definitely being a fanboy of hers and how, like, just her skill as a forward, the way she can. You know, manipulate the ball in the air with her feet. Like she's such a phenomenal player to watch, and uh, I'd love to see her get a get a championship here, um, for sure, um, North Carolina wouldn't be horrible. I don't really have any animosity, but Chicago. Plus, you know, Brooke Elby is a, is a red star now, and would be nice to see our our former royal get a win. Yeah. So. Chicago's my pick. What about you guys?
0: You want to go ahead, Virgil? I'll yeah. go after you. I just got to say one thing to Ryan. Even after the whole kissing incident with Sam Kerr.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I called the court out about that, and they were like, "No, we deserved that one. We were we were talking some smack to her, all good natured, nothing rude, but we were we were giving her some heat, and so we we deserved that one mm-hmm. for for being in her face the whole first half. Um, what? She, she got, she got us and we deserved it. Mm-hmm. So, um, she's normally not like that. The only thing that bugged me about that is she's, at least from what I've seen, she's normally not like that.
2: Yeah. using. Um, she,
1: she's you. a passionate player for sure. She gets excited, but that just seemed like a, like really you're, you're going to taunt us. I, uh, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but, yeah. um, no, even, even despite that moment, no, like, the goal itself, though, I was waiting for a moment like that from the kickoff, where uh, they cross a ball. I mean, they know they're they're looking for that because they know she, she what she's capable of, and that one floated in there, and I was just like, oh no, somebody get next to her or she's going to score, and um, and it happened. And then in the you know in the afterwards, I thought about it. I was like well, you know, there's what I've seen on countless videos and I got to see it in person. So, I mean, boo that it was a goal against my team. But, wow, that was really cool to see, like, right. And it was right, like, where I sit, too. So,
0: Mm -hmm. I didn't even see it. I was waiting in line in the water, at the water fountain for, like, 20 minutes.
1: Listening to the angry lady, the kids. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, I you don't just cut story. in front of, like, 20 people. You don't do that. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Anyways, a thing happened, and it was funny. A Rio Tinto needs to get more water fountains.
1: That is absolutely true. I mean, they they made the good move of installing the water fountains that have the bottle filler. Oh, for sure. Fonda. That's fantastic. I love it. But, no, there, there needs to be, like, I mean, at least... Where they are right now, there needs to be like two next to each other. Yeah. But probably on top of that, also like another two locations around the stadium need that because, especially if you're going to ask us to be out there in the heat, like we need some water. Oh, for sure. Especially if we're cheering
0: and chanting too, right? Because like, yeah, we get we get thirsty when we're yelling constantly. Well, and I was at the Monarchs
2: game earlier this week, and they have more at the Real Academy than they do at Rio Tinto Stadium.
0: Dang. Which wow. makes
2: no sense because five thousand seats versus twenty two thousand seats, however many there is, yeah. like there's no reason that there should still only be like what, two, three water fountains in all of Rio Tinto. It's just it's not realistic to think yeah. that, that many people are gonna use three water fountains.
1: That's, and that's such an interesting point too. I mean, I I'll give the you know the difference in like you know they're ten years apart in when they were built as facilities, and I would also definitely say you know we we got to follow along the building process of the academy facility and saw how uh, you know this is a different owner now, and and Deloy Hansen is a property manager and a, and a you know he builds you know, building commercial buildings and, and residential buildings. And so, like, I'm, I'm sure the difference in, you know, amenities like that is not due in any small part to having somebody like him be behind it because that's what he does. But, but still, yeah, somebody, mm-hmm. did some poor, somebody did some poor planning with Rio Tinto that originally there were so few you know things like that like that's just something you got to have and, and then yeah finding out that there are more in that tiny little stadium out there wow
2: well yeah and they have two by each other like you mentioned is there's like in each of the bathrooms they have two that sit right by each other unless i'm crazy but i'm pretty sure
0: <laughs> wow but, uh,
2: they've got they've got a good at least four that i've seen down there
0: dang yeah
2: yeah
1: Okay, so, yeah, so back to the playoff thing, um, yeah.
2: What
0: oh, yeah, yeah, tangents. <laughs> that was a long tangent, but that's all yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited to watch some football. I don't really care who wins. I'm going to be completely honest. I'd prefer it not to be, you know, Seattle or Portland, because there is sort of a regional rivalry there. Um... But, like, at the end of the day, I'm not going to be super pissed like I would if, you know, Sporting Kansas City won the MLS Cup.
2: <laughs> That's a sin. That should not be a thing we say ever again.
0: Oh, <laughs> even if
1: we're saying not happen, yeah. Yeah, yeah you
2: can just, nope, not allowed.
1: Ooh, yeah, you're um, right. That is still dirty.
2: I can't, I don't know. The one hand of me would really like to see a Portland, North Carolina final. If I'm picking a final, it'd probably be that. But honestly, I might get a lot of hate for this. I'd really like to see North Carolina win solely so that Utah can be the only team that's beat them this season. Yeah. That's I really mind the only that. reason I have behind it.
1: There you go. I don't mind that at all. That's not that's not bad. I yeah, I like that. That's that's pretty cool. Um I think like that'd
2: be nice to say that even if All else failed with our season. We did beat North Carolina as the only team, you know?
1: One time, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Yeah. And, you know, like, as much as I don't like Seattle in general, like – anything about it and their sports teams. And like, I am well known around my in-laws who are are kind of from Seattle. (laughs) Uh, I just, I don't know what it is, but city's annoying. (laughs) It bugs, it bugs me. But like at the same time, they, they haven't won. Um, you know, the two times that, that our coach now, but that Laura took them to the finals, they got beaten by all of our players who were on Kansas city at the time. Um, and, and so, like, I, I wouldn't – I, I kind of want Seattle to beat Portland because, like, the smugness that will emanate out of Portland if they get a third star before anybody else will cool. be unbearable. Oh, man. man. And, I, and I can't deal with that. Like, ew. It will be frightening. So, I mean, either Seattle's got to beat them or, or one of North Carolina or Chicago's got to beat them. Like, to me, I just – I can't have Portland win.
2: I would agree. That's true. Portland's definitely going to be a little extra chip on their shoulder in addition to the two they already have if they win another one.
1: Ooh, yeah. Because they're already so, like, like you know, we've we've had some run-ins with them because, you know, people, they go on and on about, oh, we've got two stars, we got this in, and, and all the Royals players are like, hey, don't forget that the team that we were playing, like, oh, Kansas said, well, you're not a team anymore. That doesn't count anymore. Oh, my gosh, you guys. It's like, you're not the only team that's ever won the championship twice. Get over yourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Oh, for uh, sure.
1: Yeah. Because by all technical logic, if North Carolina wins, that's essentially a second championship for the club because they won it in New York two years ago. Same franchise. They just moved and changed names. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you're not special, Portland. We don't care.